Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Pick 6 Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob. And I'm your host, Ollie. And today we have a very special first episode. On the list to cover today is the conference championship takeaways and key moments. Brian Flores sues NFL teams. What is going on with Tom Brady and some head coach hirings? But first, we have some breaking news coming from former NFL coach Brian Flores. Former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores is suing the Miami Dolphins, Denver Broncos, and New York Giants because, according to him, these teams denied and other African-American head coaching, offensive, and defensive coaching positions because of their color on the skin. Um, Jacob, can I get your top? Can I get your opinion on this topic? Yes, I think I'm not. Sh- I'm not too sure about the Flores situation, but I think that particularly African-American coaches and players are treated differently than white people, white players and coaches in the NFL. And I don't think that anyone would lie about this. And the fact that multiple teams did this, and he says multiple teams did this, I just think that's very wrong. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, the Dolphins definitely did something wrong. However, I just don't understand the Giants case. Giants case, he said that he was denied a head coaching job because of... Um, because of the color of his skin, right? Yes. I got that from a text from Brian from Bill Belichick, which I don't even know how Bill Belichick knows about this, but okay. The Giants need an offensive mastermind. That's why I think the Giants needed. I think the Giants wanted to go with Brian Dable, but I mean, I don't think that I think that Brian Flores was their second option. I don't understand how Brian Flores, because he didn't get hired, that means that like. It's racial. I don't understand that. Same for the Broncos. I mean, like, Broncos did something terribly wrong. I mean, you can't go get a drink at the bar and then before a head coach hires. That could be your possible head coach. What I don't understand is that could literally happen to any coach. I want, I'm going to put this out there. Vic Fangio, if Vic Fangio's and Brian Flores's, um, Meetings were switched. I think it would still happen to Big Fangio. I think they still would have lost the park. I think they would still got a drink. I think it was just unlucky that Brian Flores had the meeting before. I, I think it would have happened to anyone. Now, the Broncos did something terrible. I mean, you can't go do that before a head coach hiring. But I mean, I just don't understand. However, I do think Brian Flores is right about the Dolphins. I think something sketchy was going on, but because they fired him. But I don't really know yet. More details can come out on this, but yeah, this is big trouble for NFL. I 100% totally agree. Let's move on to some takeaways from this week's conference championship. Let's start with the AFC with Bengals versus Chiefs. Who day? That was Patrick Mahomes after going up by 18 points by half. Yet Patrick Mahomes now definitely knows who Joe Shiesky is. Joe Burrow only had five incompletions. In the whole game, Joe Burrow threw for 250 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Second-year wideout, T. Higgins, with Burrow's number one target, with six receptions for 103 yards. Shooter McPherson, also known as Evan McPherson, with another clutch field goal to win the game. On the other side, Patty Mahomes goes home with only 275 yards, three touchdown passes, and two interceptions. Travis Kelsey had a nice day with 10 receptions for 95 yards and one touchdown. 
I mean, I'm just happy Jackson Mahomes isn't going to the Super Bowl. I know, right? TikTok dancing star doesn't go to the Super Bowl. Surprised about it. Uh, anyway, over to the Rams 49ers game. We have breaking news from this game. The 49ers have banned all cop free sons from their facility. Plastic cups should be banned. God, Cooper Cup really went off that game. As he absolutely destroyed the 49ers defense, having 11 receptions and going for 142 yards and two touchdowns. Matthew Stafford also had a great day, going for 337 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Yeah, I feel bad for your crispy tart. For, I mean, like, he missed the game-winning touch interception. Jimmy G went 16 of 30 for 232 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. With that interception coming on the 49ers' last drive and last play, Debo was held under 100 all scrimmage yards, finishing with 98. Stats-wise, the 49ers did badly for a playoff game. However, the 49ers fought till the end. I mean, Cup makes any defense look silly. They should also ban Cupcakes. Cupcakes. There's going to be Cooper Cup uh, punts for the next, like, 20 years. The game also does raise some questions for me, though. That is, should Jimmy G be the starter? I definitely think that he should be the starter next year. I want to look at the 49ers' schedule and include playoffs. They went 6-5 and five against playoff teams. These aren't no way teams either. I mean, they faced the Eagles. However, they faced the Packers twice, the Rams three times, the Bengals, who are going to the Super Bowl, the Titans, and the Cowboys. I mean, these are all teams that are either in the Super Bowl or went 12 or 5 or better. They had a hard schedule, yet still make the playoffs. And that was even according to a clutch win. Against the Rams in Week 18. Now, wins is a stat, is a team stat. Like you could say that, and you have Debo Samuel. However, consider this: there are so many worse quarterback things out there. There are so many worse quarterbacks. You could have Ben Roethlisberger or Daniel Jones. There are better options, but it's harder for the San Francisco 49ers, especially since they do not have that much cap. San Francisco has Lance as their backup. If Jimmy G does play worse, but I don't think you need to go get a quarterback right now, right at the second. You know, I actually very much think differently. I said that, you know, I think Jimmy G is a great quarterback, but I think it's time to move on and switch to Trey Lance. Now, my reasoning behind this is, yes, Jimmy G did great this season, but they drafted a very talented rookie, Trey Lance, last year's draft, and I think that they give him, let him show his talent. I mean, Stafford's stats this season were his second-best second best season stats that he's ever had. 68.3 completion rate, 3,810 yards, 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, with a passer rating of 98.7. The only season that was higher than that was 2019, with completion 69.1, almost 4,000 yards, 27 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, and a 102 rating. Like, his touchdowns-to-interception ratios is not that great, I don't think, Ollie. And I think, yeah, he had a great season, but there's also a lot of other factors that we have to keep in mind. Do the Niners have enough cap space to even keep him? I mean, they have Trey Lance on a rookie contract, which I think could save them money. I mean, they want people like George Kittle, Debo. They want those stars on their team. And, I mean, in the couple games we saw Trey Lance, we saw – a very athletic rookie quarterback who I personally think has a lot of potential. Yeah, I think he does have a lot of potential. 
However, I just don't see that, like, you can sign Jimmy G to a, like, lesser contract, and I think he would still be serviceable. You, it, he's kind of, I can't compare him to Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, he's a quality quarterback. Yeah, he's quality. That's the problem. I think everybody's looking over is that he can, he can get, he can win games. There's a reason that in 2019, the Saints, the um, Niners went to the Super Bowl. Now I get he overthrew it, but not every quarterback is perfect. There are a lot of better options out there, but like you can just keep him. Like you have Trey Lance, and he like I don't know if Trey Lance is ready yet either. Like look at Davis Mills, Mac. Davis Mills especially. He, he sat for Tyrod Taylor, and Davis Mills looked good. I don't think in the game we saw him, he looked like Davis Mills. Davis Mills, I think, is what rookie quarterbacks should look like, especially in a bad situation. I think Davis Mills is what quarterbacks should look like right now, and I just don't see that. I don't see the like all the hype around him. I think they should just keep Jimmy G. If, he, if, if Jimmy G does play bad, then you can put in Trey Lance, see how he does. I just don't trust Trey Lance right now. Okay. I mean, we think differently, but that's okay. Now, for the news, Brian Flores, who sued the Broncos, Dolphins, Giants, has reported that Stephen Ross paid him $100,000 for every game that he had lost to try and get a better spot in the draft that he was hired in 2019. Not only that, but Brian Flores told reporters that New York uh, that he had expected to hire him in a text that came from Bill Belichick, only for Belichick to mess up and then Brian Dable was being hired. Then Flores calls the interview a sham. First off, how did Bill Belichick again know that? Is Bill really observative or is he just spying again? Brian Flores then states that in 2019, when he was being interviewed by the Broncos, John Elway and the general managers arrived at the meeting an hour late and looked like they went to a bar a day before. And before you talk, Ollie, I actually have one more thing. I mean, about the Brian Flores lawsuit, we also have to keep in mind, were any laws broken? I mean, mean, were any laws broken that could, I mean, yes, racially, he may have been turned down because of the color of his skin for the coaching job. I don't even know if that's the case. But were any laws even broken to take this to the next level of a legal allegation? Look, here's my thing is that uh, is that from what I'm hearing, it sounds like this is only a racial lawsuit. What I don't understand is, is how Brian is how Bill Belichick texting that Brian Dable uh, was going to be coached makes him sue the Giants for some reason. And what I don't really understand is that yes, the Broncos did something bad, but it was, it, I don't think it was racially involved in any way. I think like if Brian Flores sued them for like on top like. I don't know, something that could violate codes and stuff, that would be acceptable. But he's just suing for racial? I mean, I don't really understand it. It's Brian Flores' decision, but I just don't really understand it. I mean, I know he is suing the Dolphins for something else, but, I mean, I definitely believe that Dolphins did something wrong. I'm just not sure about the other two teams. And, you know, one more thing. I feel like, so... One more thing that I forget we forgot to notice was he's also filing one 
The Pittsburgh Steelers were the only team that employed a black head coach, Mike Tomlin. With five spots still vaccinated in the hiring cycle after four openings were filled by white men, says ESPN. So I think this is very interesting how even he is saying, and I guess kind of accusing even the Pittsburgh Steelers with the African-American coach of Mike Tomlin that there was some racial stuff going on that why he was not hired, I don't know. But is this really the case? I'm not sure. I mean... I feel like it's hard to know, you know? I feel like it's hard to tell. Yeah, like, I mean, Brian Flores' accusations are kind of iffy at best. I mean, like, there's some that are totally valid. I I really do think the Dolphins did something bad. I don't think... At first, when I thought they fired him, I thought they were doing Tua a blessing because I think that the Dolphins thought... Or I thought that the Dolphins wanted Tua as their long-term solution. This would make more sense, especially if they're paying for the tank. I mean, that is not a good look on the Dolphins. I mean, though, for, like, the Giants, I just don't see it. I don't see what the Giants did wrong in the Broncos. Broncos did something wrong, but he's just... I mean, I just don't know. I really just don't understand I think, I think if more information comes out, I might be able to stand a little bit better, but I'm just so iffy on the other two teams besides the Dolphins that I can't make an opinion call right now. I mean, I never... I mean, like... It's not, it, it's really hard to say right now. We'll update, we'll update you guys on the Brian Flores situation in coming episodes. Uh, finally... Anyways, Tom Brady has still not made up his mind if he's going to retire or not. After a tweet that Tom Brady's company and a, and a false report from Adam Schaefer, the whole world thought Brady had retired. Those rumors were false, however, it's still up in the air if he's going to retire. That begs the question, Jacob, do you think he's going to retire? You know, I feel like this is a very sensitive topic. I mean, as an NFL fan, I grew up hating Tom Brady, not because of the person he was, but because of how amazing of a player he was and how he would dominate my favorite team every time they played. I mean, just looking at Tom Brady, he's by far the greatest quarterback of all time. No debate. I think we both agree there's no debate there. Yeah, there's no debate. But I mean, like, I think that if he, I think it's good if he does retire because I feel like that opens up space for guys like Josh Allen, Patty Mahomes, Joe Shiesty, Justin Herbert, the younger quarterbacks of Matthew Stafford, younger quarterbacks of the league to really shine. I mean, since Tom Brady, if he did retire this season, Jimmy G would be the only quarterback in the NFL to have more than one ring. I feel like that's crazy. With Big Ben retired and maybe even Tom Brady retired, Jimmy G would be the only starting quarterback in the NFL to have more than one ring. But this, I feel like a new era will start in the NFL when and if Brady does retire. And I feel like I feel like he has played a great 22 years in the season, 22 years in the league. But I also feel like his time may be up, and it may be time for, for the NFL to see new people, new faces. But you know, I personally, as not a Tom Brady fan, once he moved to Tampa. 
I didn't. Once he was on New England, I did not like him. But once he's on Tampa, I really like feel like I could value his talent because I wasn't just hating on him because he would demolish my defense every time they played him. <laughs> now, yeah. Ollie, what do you think about this situation? Well, I mean, like I agree with you. Tom Brady retires is the Patrick Mahomes show. I mean, I. I mean, I I have one more thing to add. Sorry for interrupting you, Ollie. It's fine. It's fine. But I do feel like, yes, the Patrick Mahomes show, this is just going to be a short little thing. But can we talk about the Josh Allen show, please? A the little... Josh Allen. Can no, we talk no. about the Josh Allen show after you talk about your Tom Brady? No, let's talk about the Josh Allen show right now. Josh Allen, he's just so good. It's like, literally saying, I don't know why there's a debate between Lamar and Allen. Allen has... Allen is a young Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion. He is a young Aaron Rodgers. Oh, except more athletic. Except more athletic. Yeah, except more athletic. He's, he is literally like a Patrick Mahomes athletic with an Aaron Rodgers arm and accuracy. He is so good. He's insane. Especially after he, even though that he lost because of the coin toss, it, it really doesn't matter to me. Just because of how much he comp- he competed through that. Like, I mean, whoever's going to win the coin toss would probably win anyway. But, like, the fact that it was just such a good game, it showed Josh Allen the respect he deserves. I think Josh Allen's a top-five quarterback. I'm going to say it right now. I think Josh Allen is a top-five quarterback, and he proved that. I mean, I, 100%, I 100% agree. I don't think there's any debate about him being a top-five quarterback. But I think there is a debate about how Lamar Jackson made the Pro Bowl and not Josh Allen. I mean, yeah, I, that that was the biggest thing. I mean, Pro Bowl. Let's let's hear Josh Allen's stats this season, okay? You ready? Yeah. His completion rate: sixty-three point three yards, four thousand four hundred and seven. Thirty-six touchdowns, fifteen interceptions. Passing rating: ninety-two point two. I mean, th- those are crazy stats. I mean. You can't argue with the stats. I mean, yes, Lamar got injured, but Lamar's stats this season were he only had about he didn't he didn't even have three thousand yards, sixteen touchdowns, thirteen interceptions, three more touchdowns than his interception ratio. I think that's crazy, Ollie. I just yeah. feel like someone like, who, that's like James Winston when he had that fifty fifty I don't know fifty touchdown season or something crazy season, but the amount of picks he drew just kind of defeated. The amount of touchdowns, yards he threw that season. You have to be able to be consistent, put up the numbers, and win games for the team. I mean, Lamar Jackson is overrated just because of his 2019 MVP season in his running. I mean, maybe if if Lamar Jackson had a bit more wide receiver weapons around him, I mean, I think he could be a bit better. The problem is, is that just running quarterbacks just don't, work well in the NFL. I, I totally agree. Well, okay, Unle- unless you're Michael Vick. I, I want to compare Lamar Jackson to Cam Newton. Cam Newton's 2015 MVP season. Cam Newton... Okay, Cam Newton had one good season, right? That 2015 season. He had a bunch of okay seasons, good seasons, and he completely fell off. That is exactly what's going to happen to Lamar Jackson, especially if he doesn't get any... Throwing weapons because I totally Mark Jackson agree. has to do it all on his legs and all his talent. Besides for Mark Andrews, there is no good wide receiver on this team. 
He is the main running back, especially this season when everyone got injured. I hundred percent agree. Main running back, and he has no one to throw to but Mark Andrews. And Mark Andrews is a great at tight end, but a quarterback needs more than one option because if they know that's the only person he can pass to, they're gonna double team him that like that. I mean, I'm gonna back. I mean, unless you're Michael Vick and dogfighting, <laughs> I mean, oh unless you're Michael Vick, <laughs> you're not, no one can run the ball like Michael Vick, I think. I mean, yeah. and now back to Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to steer off the Lamar Jackson topic real quick, or after this one comparison. I'm thinking of OBJ and Lamar Jackson as each other. They both, I mean, OBJ is still a great wide receiver, but he got so much fame just from the one catch. That was a crazy catch, but I mean, it was it was a great catch. But like, he got so much fame and was like the best wide receiver for so long. But I think he, I'm not saying he's not a good wide receiver. He's great. I've shown him in the playoffs this season, but I just feel like he's a little overrated. And I mean, now back to the Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Yeah, I'm I'm just gonna say it. Ollie, I'm gonna say it. What? If I'm starting a franchise. I want Josh Allen on my team over Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I, I would agree with you. Like, Josh Allen just, like, is comparable he's, to he's, Patrick Mahomes. He's a different player. Well, I think the Chiefs just have, like, a bad, like Andrew, Andy Reid is a good head coach. You have a top three. I th- I, sorry to interrupt you again. I think you're being too modest. Andy Reid is one of the best head coaches in the NFL. Top five. Top three? I don't know. Yeah. But just got to put that out there. Also, here's the weapons. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Nicole Herman. There are a lot of speedsters on that team where, yes, Josh Allen has Stephon Diggs. Yes, he has Dawson Knox. Yes, he has Cole Beasley. I mean, yes, they have the weapons, but Kansas City, they just have so many more. I mean, what do you think about this? Well, I mean, like, the thing is, is that, you got a whole bunch of speedsters that can beat coverage. Josh Allen, to me, his only like really good one is Stephon Diggs and Dawson Knox is up there. He doesn't have as many good weapons, especially the run game. Like run game, Chiefs have a Barrowland, they have Creed Humphrey. Bills don't have that much of a run game. So Josh Allen has put it all on his throws. That's what it's making an impact on me, is that Josh Allen is just... Josh Allen throws the ball a lot more, and he still, like, every time he throws those crisp passes, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes can go run the ball. Patrick Mahomes can run the ball to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and his running backs. Josh Allen doesn't have a thing like that. He has to also use it on his legs, like Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen is not only a better runner... Patrick Mahomes, he, he can make plays on his legs. That was makes him. He's a beast. He's a beast. I, I, it just has to be said. Yes, but Mahomes can Mahomes can get out of little tight situations. Yeah. Allen's not scared of nobody. He'll run Allen's through you. He'll nobody. run yeah. through you. And I mean, I feel like this question has to be asked. With Tre'Davious White tearing his ACL, I believe, right? Correct. Yeah. Near in the half three fourths of the season. Would that Kansas City game have been different with Tredavious White in the game? Um, I mean, like, 
only time will tell. I mean, Tredavious White is a great quarterback. Top three. I don't know if it would have changed the game. If, if Tyreek Hill or whoever he was guarding would have been more locked up, I'm not so sure about that. I want to talk about the 13 seconds Patrick Mahomes had where he drove down the ball. I want to look at the Bills' defense. They did not cover Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. It's because they were running the zones. They decided to run zone. I don't I mean, and rush, I rush more than three. I mean, what I don't understand, Ollie, what I don't understand is you're running zone whole game. You're the, you're locking down Mahomes' offense. Travis Kelsey held under a hundred. Tyreek held under a hundred. Then on the last drive, you decide to rush four or five and play man to man on Tyreek Hill. That's not gonna yeah, cut I mean, it. Man on man on Travis Kelsey, it's not gonna cut it. They're too big, too good. They're just better. I mean, I don't understand why they're running man to man on that last drive when zone was working the whole game. That's what I yeah. find confusing. Yeah, they didn't. The thing is, too, is that they rushed four or five. You can't do that with Patrick Mahomes. He's going to escape. Patrick Mahomes is still a great quarterback, and he can still do it on his legs. Look at the Super Bowl or last year's Super Bowl. If I it was Patrick Mahomes, one of his worst games yet. It was probably one of his best. He literally spun around like thirty times and chucked it up there. I mean, like. I mean, I don't know how he didn't get dizzy. Patrick Mahomes' skill set is part of like going out and making plays while on the run. It is extremely stupid that you rush four or five because that's not going to do anything. You need it to rush three, get his own coverage, right? And then just put it in there. You didn't need to rush him through four or five and then do man. That, like, you can blame on the coin toss, but I don't, I, half of that is the Bills defense. Half of it is the coin. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I 100% I mean, agree with you. Um, I feel like it's really difficult. Um, it's like, difficult blaming the coin when the defense just sold there. Let's listen to this one. Let's listen to this Mahomes rushing clip. Okay, 2020 AFC Championship game against the Titans. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready for it. Mahomes is a beast. Uh, yeah. Mahomes, Josh Allen, both great quarterbacks. I mean, I just feel like Josh Allen. I just feel like Mahomes. Yes, he's insane. He's a magician. But I feel like he gets in his head. He thinks he can do anything. I mean, he thinks he can do any throw in the NFL, which leads him to throwing more interceptions. I feel like. Well, I have the bad start from the Chiefs. Half of it was on the wide receivers. I'm going to put that out there. Half of it was on the wide receiver dropping it. And I feel like the Chiefs uh, had, like, the Chiefs' problems came back to bite them. I'm gonna, let me put, let me set the scene. You're three and four. You are a Super Bowl team, right? Patrick, like, the O-line problems are bad. The defense problems are bad. So you know what Patrick McDonald's does not He runs away. He, he starts playing good, right? But his problems are going to catch up to him eventually. I want to set the scene again. 
Chargers, Chiefs. This is where things go wrong. Patrick Mahomes has not thrown a touchdown till like five minutes in the fourth quarter. That's not how you play football. That is a terrible way to play football. And that's not how you can play football against a team. Sorry to interrupt you, Ollie. I I just have to get this across. That's not how you can play against a a fast-scoring offense with the Chargers, Austin Eckler, Jay Herbie, the pervert, the Herbert. You can't play like that. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert. You can't play like that. When you're playing them, a high-powered offense against a high-powered offense, you have you your quarterback cannot be held to scoreless until the fourth quarter. I mean, I, that's just absurd. I feel like. Yeah. Okay. Then next week against the Broncos, you almost lost until Melvin Ingram comes in from Melvin Gordon. You almost lost that game. Then you go to Steelers. You have a bye. You have a bye. Steelers. Steelers. They make. Shouldn't have made the playoffs. I mean, it was luck that they made the playoffs. You have a basically a bye week. Then next week you go against the Bills. Your defense puts up 36 points. Then you go against the Bengals. The Bengals put up 27 points and you lose an 18-point lead. Their problems came back to bite them. They were never going to make it to the Super Bowl with the problems that they had. I, they, I really just realized that about a week ago when the Bills were playing. And that's what made my decision to go with the Bengals. That is what made my decision is that they're the Chiefs' problems are just coming back to bite them, and they and they Bengals bit them hard. King of the Jungle said Mahomes going home, and yeah, I really think that the Chiefs, the Chiefs were supposed to live I hundred percent agree. We've been off talk off the Tom Brady topic for a little bit now. Ollie, let's hear what you think. Your opinion, right here, Um, right now. Okay, so going back on topic, um, it's Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen's show. We already talked about that. I don't think he's going to retire. For the person, for the quarterback who has won the most, I don't think he's going to go off the boss. I think when Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, when he went to Tampa Bay, I didn't think that he would. I didn't think that Tom Brady was going to say, oh, hey, I'm just going to go off and loss. No. Tom Brady didn't want to go to off on a Super Bowl. He wanted to go out on a Super Bowl. Tom Brady has put up some of the best numbers in his career still. And he's, like, 44 now? I just don't see it. Tom Brady has the most yards and the most touchdowns. He might even win the MVP at 44. I don't see it ending here. I see him going back for the Super Bowl one more chance. Even if it's a loss in the Super Bowl, he is going out on a Super Bowl if he wins or not. That is just my opinion. agree, Oli. I think those are great points that you just made. Okay, finally, Josh McDaniels, former Patriots offensive coordinator, has been hired as the Raiders' next head coach. Patriots player... Personnel director Dave Ziegler has been hired as the Raiders GM. Which we will cover as we rate every head coach signing in a different episode. Now, now, Ollie, before you get ahead of yourself and end, let's give a little tribute in case Tom Brady does retire. I know you're not ready for this, but I feel like this is a very interesting clip. Here we go. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm not really concerned with next year. I'm not concerned with next week. I'm concerned with today. If I put myself in a position today to do well, then when the time is ready for me to play, can you hear it, Ollie? Yeah, I can. Sounds great. Here we go. 
showed some great poise in preseason. Let's see if it carries over to the season. He said, hi, Mr. Kraft. I want to introduce myself. I'm Tom Brady, and I'm the best decision this organization has ever made. Here, get this one. I promise that. heartwarming what about you ollie what do you think i mean i don't know if we can do that but it was pretty heartwarming <laughs> i mean tom brady's a goat there's no debate in that he's one of the sports goats that's really it now else. that's all the time we got for today stick around for more episodes in the future i'm your host jacob and I'm your host, Ollie, signing off. Thank you one last time for watching the Pick 6 Podcast, our first episode. And be sure to watch us next time. Ollie, any final words? Nope. Thank you. <laughs>